Hello, hello, everybody. Um, my name is uh, Mike Mills, and I am uh, this is the Texas Real Estate and Finance Podcast, and I am a mortgage broker here in the DFW area. Uh, my team and I focus on helping local agents grow their business by providing insight into all aspects of real estate. Um, we can show you how to better market yourself, provide referrals to a great, uh, to provide referrals to great real estate related vendors in the area that will take amazing care of your clients and provide some simple tips and tricks to streamline your business so you can help more buyers and sellers. So if you'd like to have a conversation about your business and what we can do, please do not hesitate to reach out. And of course, if you have any buyers or sellers uh, needing to get, or excuse me, any buyers needing to get pre-approved to purchase a home, we'd love to take great care of them as well. There's my commercial for the afternoon. Um, and uh, speaking of great uh, real estate related referrals, uh, today I am pleased to welcome uh, Reagan Parsons to the podcast. And you get the fanfare. See, right. so so many moving parts here, man. So many moving <laughs> parts. So, um, so Reagan's the owner of uh, Correct Roofing and Foundation. Um, they have been in business over 10 years here in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Uh, Reagan and his team specialize in residential and commercial roofing uh, restoration. And they also offer solar installation, which is a, it's a new thing for them, but they're working in that direction and um, are foundation repair experts uh, first and foremost. So, And that's the reason I got uh, Reagan to come in with me today, uh, because we're going to chat a little bit about that and kind of offer up some some um insight into what all goes into foundation issues so um how are you doing these days my friend i'm doing great yeah doing great thank you for having me yeah no i'm glad you came in um so uh we're gonna you know get into a little bit about your business um and kind of talk about what you guys do uh but i really um uh i really want to get kind of into detail a little bit more about the foundation side of things and what all that entails um especially how common it is here in dallas fort worth and then what to look for, how to get it fixed, you know, talk about maybe even some some of the costs involved. And, uh, you know, like I said before, we might even get into some uh, old Pantigo Christian Academy baseball stories <laughs> if you want. So we'll just see where everything goes. But um, so before we get into all that, though, um, why don't you tell me a little bit how you even uh, got into the contracting world? How did or I should say the roofing and foundation world? How'd that happen? Uh, well, you probably think it was my dad, but it wasn't. <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah, he's in commercial construction, but yeah, just uh, not long out of high school. Um, Aaron Finn, another Pantigo yes. Christian yeah. Academy guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he ended up as marketing director over at Permapier and uh, brought me on over there on okay. the marketing team. And then not long after that, they pulled me into the the sales team evaluating yeah. properties. And, yeah. Yeah, so that just kind of went it. from there. That started there. So it's just one of the things where you just had a buddy of you. You're looking for a gig, and just yeah. like, hey, let's 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 see if we can make this work. Yeah, I was positive. I was never going to get into construction. Watch my dad drive around, <laughs> yell at people on his phone before our baseball games. I was never yes. going to do it. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Reggie if he's watching. By the way, uh, one of my favorite baseball coach of all time. Yeah, he's um, a good one. So so funny story about that. Just because um, you know we so Reagan and I met uh, at Pantigo Christian Academy. We played baseball together for for one year. You were actually, I think, when you got there, you were a sophomore, maybe. I was a, were freshman. You a freshman. You were a freshman. You were a senior. I was a freshman. Yes, yeah. yes. So you were a pitcher, and I was a catcher. Um, so yeah. we got to know each other a little bit there, and then you and uh, Lonnie uh, came in at that time. Yeah, Lonnie and Brandon Piles. Yes, yeah. and Brandon too. I, yes. I played second mainly. I pitched a little bit. Brandon yes. and Lonnie were on our select team. That's our right. Warriors team. That's right. They were freshmen stud pitchers yeah they were they were yeah. i mean now granted you know we're at a, a taps private christian right, school right. or whatever so you know it wasn't like the world was being dominant but they were the best pitchers we had on the team by they a mile were probably the best pitchers no in offense our district brad, too you're watching too <laughs> yeah. brad gilbert no and nate too i forgot about yeah nate yeah nate was good yeah. too so both those guys are good um but uh it was funny because i don't know if you ever knew this story but when you came on board when you guys got there the year before y'all got there um we had a different coach um before your dad got there to uh, coach this was such a breath of fresh air when he showed up but um um but our coach previously and i won't say his name but uh he you know to say that he, baseball wasn't his first sport would probably be an understatement a little bit <laughs> Um, and, and Brad Gilbert and I, and Jack and, and Nate and all this, we used to joke because, um, when we were playing, we, we didn't have signs, you know, how, you know, you got your third base, first base coach first, we only had one coach for the most part. And then, um, so we didn't have a first base coach, just had a third base coach. And then, you know, 
during the game when you're looking for the take sign or the bunt or, you know, swing away or steal or mm -hmm. whatever, there weren't like he didn't give us any signs. So it was like a couple of weeks into the season because I was that was my first year um, when we were there. Chris Snodgrass was there playing at the time, too. He was a little, a little older than he was a year older than you or than me. Yo, your junior year was the first year there. Yeah, yeah, my okay, junior's first year. That. I was only there for it's been a long time. I forgot yeah, that. Basically like a year and a half. I was at y'all state game where you got eliminated. Oh, right yeah, that was year. that was a that whole was, lot of fun. Yeah. It was a good game, but <laughs> no, it's it wasn't been a long time. <laughs> it wasn't a good game. I think we lost like fifty-six to seven or oh, something. Oh, like maybe that. I was at the game before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, that, that didn't sound familiar. No, no, no. <laughs> that one was uh that was the state championship game and we got our butts kicked. But um, but anyway, so uh so the funny thing is is we've we finally talked to coach, we're like, hey, look, we really need to get some signs down so that, you know, we all are on the same page as to what we're doing. So if I'm hitting and he's stealing, you know, we know whether I need to swing or not, if we're doing a hit and run, whatever. Right. And so he was like, okay, okay. And uh, he came up with colors, the, the signs he was going to yell out colors. Oh so, so standing <laughs> on third base, he would yell out like red, red or fuchsia, fuchsia. That was the one we joked about, but he would yell it out. And so, you know, after the first time he yells fuchsia and we steal second base, like they pretty much they got it. What you're doing. Yeah, yeah. They got it figured out. So it wasn't that tough. Um, but what was funny is, so we were begging him after about, you know, two or three games of that. Cause everybody knew what we were doing. Like, please, can we just have regular signs? Like we'll do them. If we could coach third, like we'll send one of our guys out there. And, and it was, it was thing he made us, he made us actually, um uh he made a deal with us like we had to win like two or three games in a row or something like that in order for us to be allowed to to like have regular signs because <laughs> Oh he, he might have been mad but at you us couldn't because of the colored signs. yes yeah yeah so he was yelling no we actually got to the point where i think you know it was either myself or brad or somebody be standing on third base and we're actually yeah. giving you know normal signs that you get in a baseball game <laughs> um we got to that point but i think he was mad because um at uh at some point in the season, and I don't recall exactly who it was. Um, it might have been Brad, but uh, but I won't throw him under the bus if it wasn't. But I just did. Um, <laughs> we were on a road. We were going somewhere to go play, like Waco or something like that. And uh, he put, um, uh, I guess it's Xlax in his coffee on the oh like as we were so <laughs> so he's driving the bus. <laughs> We'd make a stop at a gas station to go in there. We buy the Xlax, and while he's in there, we put it in his coffee. And then take the bus a little bit further, and you know we have to stop about thirty minutes up the road. He's got a so, oh man! So yeah, we had all kinds of hijinks in those days. There's there's no doubt, but uh, you know all that stuff's behind us. But I, I can't remember who that coach was, but if I could, I'd find a way to get this podcast to him. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I think he figured it out a little bit later on, maybe. Um, but uh, but it was it was uh, it was definitely an adventure. I mean, um, anybody that that played at that time, and that was you know I think we had. Bernie Diamond was on that team and oh, Chris yeah. Snodgrass and uh, Brad Gilbreth and Jack Jenkins and Nate Van Cleve. And, you know, uh -huh. we were all, it, we were, we were a bunch of trouble to say the least. So, um, so uh, anyway, that's, that's the old, uh, the old, the old baseball story there, I guess. Uh, so what was it? Was there anything, you know, cause obviously your dad, you know, did a lot of contracting work over the yeah, years. Still um, does actually. Oh, is he still, it's he's still group, kicking around, man. Still. He's not. He didn't give it up. He's, He's still going. Doing the Texas Roadhouse and Burleson. Wow. And uh, Tyler. Oh, he's been building all over the country, but um, he got these two local ones now, so he gets to stay home a little bit. Yeah, I guess I'm not surprised because I don't ever see your dad like slowing down. He's pretty much uh, on he's the high go all energy the time. Still. Yes. Yeah. He's the exact same as you remember. <laughs> I promise. I loved your dad, man. He was great, and um, he was he was uh one of the, you know. I didn't have a lot of exposure to different coaches at that point, but he was definitely one of the baseball. Best very, baseball he was a very good ever. coach, basketball yes. and baseball. Yeah, he good. was, and y'all had the batting cage and everything, so we got to. We actually mm -hmm. got real uniforms the year you yeah. guys showed up. Like he ran it just great. like his select because he was running uh, all those select teams back then. Too. I know, I know. Look, when did he stop doing that? After Jarrett and I quit playing. After y'all yeah. quit playing, yeah. yeah, that was it. Yeah, I coached my son for a while. Um, we. I started coaching him when I, when he was like in kindergarten or whatever. And then, um, and then I coached him all the way up until about sixth grade. He's in seventh grade now. And then I retired. I was, yeah, I was done with all that at that point, but, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Seems like y'all had fun doing it though. Yeah. Those are fun days. Those are fun days. Do you, do you have kids? I do. You two, do? two girls. Okay. Uh, my 12 year old's a competitive dancer. My six year old is too, is our first year doing it. My 12 year old's a competitive dancer. Nice. She's, she's hardcore into it. Yeah. So you get to go have all the uh the, the I'm costumes. I'm a crazy and, dance dad. Yeah. Are you I'm building a, sets yet? Are you there dad. yet? Yes. I help carrying them onto okay. the stage <laughs> and unload them out of the trailer and all that. But, 
No, I don't build them. <laughs> yeah, my wife did that. She told me stories about all that when she was growing up about all the dance competitions oh, and everything. Man. So it's intense. Yeah, oh, yeah. It yeah. reminds me of select baseball. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's just a whole other side uh -huh. of things. It really is. Yeah, no, I know I... a lot more about dance than I thought I was right. going to in my life. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do you ever fill in from time to time? Get out no, there. No, they and... haven't asked me yet. No, no, no you haven't had to step out there. And I'm waiting for my show my opportunity to show what I can do. <laughs> do y'all have to travel quite a bit? We do some. Um, yeah, we'll go to Houston this year, but then nationals, we always travel to either Vegas or Orlando. Last year was Nashville. Oh. This year is Sandusky, Ohio, surprisingly. So um, you go from Nashville or Orlando yeah. or Vegas to Ohio. I get to go to the home of Callahan Auto Park. Oh, yeah, Tommy yeah, Boy. yes. That's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I heard it's a pretty cool town, though. Is I, it really? I, I knew nothing about it before, yeah. but. I've been to Ohio before. We have a branch, actually, uh, for our company that's up there. We When, when they came in, um, you know, we kind of went up there and got them all set up. I, mm -hmm. We do recruiting and stuff for that. But um, so it's it's really what's crazy about Ohio is it's beautiful. Like, especially yeah, it's they have like fall, you know, like which is crazy. <laughs> right. There's all kinds of colors. There's nothing that ever <laughs> happens around here. Um, but it's not Vegas, though, right? No, well, honestly, I'm not crazy about Vegas. No? And then uh, we've done Disney enough times now. It's I'm kind of it's kind of it's going to be a breath of fresh air. It's it's an hour west of Cleveland. So. Yeah um get to go to the rock and roll hall of fame oh, nice. yes my kids yes. to the rock and roll hall of fame that'll be and awesome. myself yeah uh maybe catch an indian well, nfl we um canton's is it close to there i don't know i haven't looked it's, yeah because we went to can i actually went to Canton. they'd be bored to tears but i'd make them do yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> so so having the two girls is there you know obviously i'm absolutely certain you love your daughters and mm -hmm. all the stuff that you do with them but oh, yeah. do you kind of miss he was like oh man if i had that boy you know the baseball and the football and all that um you know i'm so obsessed with sports yeah my girlfriend will tell yourself. you i'll i'll i get my fix yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and we got friends whose kids play baseball we got i yeah. go to their games yeah um my my brother i got a nephew be coming up so i'm sure i'll coach him some so oh, nice now, I'm, I'm just trying to enjoy my daughter's dance career where I yes. got her before she goes to college and, yes. and Hartley, if she decides to keep doing it, because yep. it's a pretty, I mean, she sacrifices a lot. Oh yeah. I miss a lot of birthday parties, a lot of sleepovers. And absolutely. If, uh, if I had to make her do it, we wouldn't do it. No, she it really ain't cheap it. either. Just like any of that stuff. But yeah. No, you, she loves it. Yeah. So, you know, it's her passion. Well, that's good. It's, it's hard. You know, you got to expose kids to a lot of different things mm -hmm. and kind of try to figure out exactly what they're into and, you know, what their right. passions are. And it's it's really cool when they can find something at a younger age and kind of really get yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah. She's loved it since she was three. Oh, wow. Like, so she's never, never had to make her go to rehearsal. That's great. There's been a few tears for birthday parties, but that's about it. Yeah. Other I mean, they're that, kids. That's you know, that's, yeah, that's right. going to happen. So, um, well, that's awesome, man. I'm, uh, I'm glad to hear that. You know, I know uh, it's my wife and I talk about this all the time with our kids that uh, my daughter's 15, my son's 13, and it's just a matter of time yeah. before, um, you know, they're, uh, they're going to be out of the house. And then I'm like, yeah. what the hell are we going to do with ourselves? Like when a blink gone? of an eye really. Where yes, you're at and it really is. And you know, we, every weekend, like for the next four months, pretty much, we either have a baseball tournament or we have a volleyball tournament every single weekend. Yeah. And you know, my son practices baseball three days a week. My daughter practices volleyball two to three days a week. So it's like every night we have a practice every weekend we have a tournament. There's no, you know, there's no slowing down yeah. with that stuff, but I it'll mean, end someday. It doesn't yes, last it's forever. Gonna be over so with. you gotta enjoy it while you can. Yep. It seemed like it went on forever when we were their age. Yeah. And now it's it's a blink of an eye. Yeah. And then it's gone. Yeah. And then you're sitting around with your yeah. spouse going, okay, what the hell are we gonna do now? Do, <laughs> do I play softball this season? <laughs> right. And can my knees handle it? <laughs> yeah. Getting a little old. Can everything hold up and keep rolling? You know, we'll see. So um all right, man. Well, I really want to get into um, you know, kind of the nuts and bolts now of everything. So sure. um you know, obviously you've been doing this for a long time. Um, I actually, uh, you, you fixed foundation for one of my lake properties. Um, you did some work for my sister. So, uh, you've, you know, you've done a great job. Um, I've never heard anything but rave reviews about your service and how you guys, um, you know, handle the communication with the clients, make sure everybody understands what's happening. So, um, so if you guys are looking for somebody, if you're having foundation issues or roofing issues, please, you know, reach out to Reagan. But, most of the time on a daily basis, I work with realtors and buyers when they are mm -hmm. um, trying to purchase a house or even, you know, we do refinances too, obviously. And, and uh, you know, there can be issues. Sometimes we get appraisals back if somebody sees something right. that, that causes a problem. But, um, you know, this is one of the biggest purchases of someone's life. Like it's a major transaction, right? Right. right. And the very first thing that most buyers um, have to get when they purchase a new home, get under contract is a home inspection. 
-hmm. right? And that's where a lot of this stuff kind of often comes up, you know, or at least gets indicated to some extent in the beginning saying, hey, there might be an issue here, there might be an issue there, um, especially in North Texas, because it seems to be, foundation seems to be something that's pretty pretty common you very know, common foundation yeah. issues here yeah. um seem to happen quite a bit but um from your point of view as a contractor and as a roofing uh a roof roof guy and a foundation guy what you know when you see or when you hear from home inspectors or when you get a home inspection report from somebody what kind of stuff are you looking for there you know what should they notice you know when someone comes across and says hey here's your report you know what are we looking for yeah um i guess on our end if the home inspector says, you know, he's going to recommend a professional sure. to further evaluate or, you know, if he sees an issue with the roof, um, unless they've been in foundation repair before, or they've been in the roofing industry before they're, they're usually going to leave it pretty vague and say, you know, have right. it checked out, They got to cover themselves, which is smart. Yeah. yeah. That's what I do too. Yeah. Um, as, but especially on the foundation side, it's a little more technical. So, um, and, the, and they can miss stuff just, you know, not, not being negligent really because right. a home can start to tilt before it starts deflecting. Okay. So you, it'll hide itself. You won't have a major deflection point or, or a settlement crack running through the brick on the outside that just screams repair me. Right. The whole structure could be tilting as a whole before uh -huh. it, until it gets really bad. Right. And then it starts to show up. So if you have the home inspected in that, in that time, the home inspector may not see anything and say, you know, um, Everything looks good, but I, I have seen a lot of them are running zip levels now, which really isn't a bad thing. I've, I've had a few lately. What, what's that? What's a zip level? A zip level is what we measure the foundation with. So okay. it's it's kind of like a fancy water level. It's in a yellow yellow case. Okay. Um, and it's got uh, it's got a digital box, and in the cord there's oil and gas, and it's calibrated to read out the elevations. Is it really long or is it short or very has long? You can get uh, I think the shortest cord seventy five feet. Okay, because you got to measure over a long yeah. a long space. The whole downstairs right. of the house, right, including the garage. So, um, you know, some homes are really long too. Right, you get, you get some of these other neighborhoods. So yeah, um, yeah, but it'll read out the elevations of the slab and plus or minus tenths of an inch. Okay. relative to a zero point that you set right which a slab we usually we set towards the garage grade beam if it's close to the center of the house or just close to the center of the slab because gotcha. slab distress is going to start outside in every time unless you have a plumbing leak gotcha or a bad drainage problem or gotcha. something like that gotcha. but, so the the bigger issues the way you measure it from you're looking at the center of the house because you're assuming <clears throat> that's the most structurally sound at that yeah, point. yeah like uh the closest true zero we could get right um, which when you measure the slab, it's not going to be all zeros. They're sure. not, they're not poured hundred percent level. Right. There's a variance there, a yeah. tolerance for engineering standards. Yeah. So yeah. as long as you're within that tolerance and you don't see any major distress, then you know, you can say that everything looks good. So usually, you know, obviously, um, buyers are going to get an inspection and they're going to have someone come in and look at this stuff and kind of indicate to them whether or not they think there could be a problem, you know, that like you right. said, cause I've seen them before too, you know, buyers and agents will send us home inspection reports all the time. And I'm like, I, you know, I actually don't want to see that. So if yeah, hold on right. to that, that'd be great. <laughs> but, um, but we get them a lot and, um, you know, so that's a pretty typical part of the process, but, mm -hmm. um, what would you say if someone was selling their house, like I'm, they're about to list it for sale? Is this the type of stuff that you would that you think is necessary? You know, from your point of view, would you say it's necessary to maybe get some of this stuff checked out ahead of time before you list, just to kind of protect yourself? That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, be preventative and have it looked at, and then then you don't have any major surprises. But you, it's very rare that you're going to have a major surprise in foundation right. repair for the most part it'll show itself. Sure. You're usually going to know unless you've got severe tilt, which is about the rarest thing we run into, but it is out there. Sure. Um, but it's usually caused by, uh, we find it a lot around bodies of water. If you live okay. around a lake, you got to okay. be a little more careful. Okay. Um, Cause trees. you can catch it earlier. Not so much, not so much trees causing tilt. They can cause bad settlement and, gotcha. and upheaval from okay. the roots, forcing the slab up. Yeah. Um, but your sewer line, if you get, you get a bad sewer leak that's not going to show up at the meter right and i've seen people let them go for years you just have no idea right and what it does is it the the clay is going to expand until it hits its plasticity limit uh -huh. it can't take on any more water okay and then at that point everything under the house is going to turn into a swamp and you're not and you may not see any signs of it outside gotcha and so then the structure just kind of starts to sink uh-huh so when we when we measure it you've got very low elevations on this end and extremely high elevations on this end. That's when 
it's tilted. Gotcha. It's about the only surprise you're going to run into. Most people know if they have a foundation problem or not. Why? Why? Um, what is it about this? The soil or whatever up here in this area in particular and i don't know if it's all over texas or just north texas but it's most of texas it's most yeah, of texas yeah. what, what is it about the soil that causes these issues to come up is that why we don't have very many basements here yes that-, that is why okay now there are we do have basements yeah and there are areas where you can build a basement sure. here it's just more few and far between right there's a whole neighborhood of basements over by martin high school that i didn't know existed is it really until, yeah i've always loved a good basement that's a, yeah. i'm a big fan of me too myself. it's where you have your man cave that's and right that's your, right watch your games yes and all, yeah. yes that's I, where, I know what uh, you're thinking yeah yeah it's <laughs> where you take the girls downstairs right. and you know, get under the blanket i got a buddy of mine who uh, is a loan officer in tennessee and he has a hilarious story about his daughter they have a basement there and, uh-huh. you know he goes down to peaks because they've got everybody's got blankets it's like no 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 blankets are gone oh, blankets yeah, gotta go sure. blankets gotta go so yeah. so what is it about the about the soil here that causes the problems we have high, a lot of high plasticity clay here um so it shrinks and swells very dramatically based on its moisture content or lack thereof. Okay. So we have varying degrees all over the Metroplex. Right. The second most expansive soil profile here is Houston black clay. Okay. And But that's prominently what we have that causes the most issues because it's all over the place. Gotcha. Carrollton's made of it. Plano's made of it. Um, Rowlett, most of Rowlett, mm-hmm. up and down the tollway in Dallas. Uh, behind the parks mall in arlington this is just some of the hottest pockets that are out there um, but it is all over the place in dfw now there's other soil profiles where the plasticity is not as high but it's still very expansive so right it, i mean you can have issues anywhere uh, um but there's a lot of areas where my where you've been to my parents house mm-hmm. their plasticity is in the teens it's not really even considered expensive yeah it's like sand. That's why they have they've never had any cracks in their house and they get zero movement. Right. It just moisture just passes through it like sand. So is it uh is part of the issue too that we run into like do you get a lot of calls when we've had like, you know, a big drought or if we've had a lot of rain because the yes. weather does so much to the to the soil around these homes that that's when yeah. you start seeing problems pop up? Definitely, yeah. Well, well, yeah, like this last summer was a major outlier for as long as I've been doing this, I've only seen that kind of movement two or three times. Really? So yeah. what uh, I'm trying to think, was this summer dry or was it, it was wet? very hot, and very dry? OK, we yeah. didn't get a lot of rain. I can't yeah. remember what I had for breakfast. Yeah, yesterday, we were so. seeing very fast movement, very fast settlement. Really? Yeah. So um, this maybe get to this a little bit later, but I am curious while I'm thinking about it. So, you know, you hear about people saying you need to water your foundation. What What I mean, what does yeah. that really what does that really mean? Like, you know, you're standing out there with a hose, like literally yeah. spraying it down. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, you could. Yeah. But uh, what they're what they're saying is you're trying to fight that settlement. So if we're going through a summer like that, you're trying to mitigate the the retraction of the clay. OK, so you're trying to keep it more hydrated so it doesn't um, shrink as okay. much. Um, cause that'll cause settlement. So they're putting like a soaker hose or something like that. Gotcha. Or some people have, uh, like you have flower beds around the house and you water those anyway, you're kind of doing yeah. that anyway. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Underground drip irrigation, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you're keeping the clay more hydrated. So it's more, it's do you, more do you run into any issues? Um, so like my, at my house, for example, um, we have a, we have a pool in the backyard and we initially there wasn't they had built a like a wooden deck that would like attach the house but it had been torn out since we had moved in um and then we kind of redid the backyard and we put decking in all the way around the house so so now there's you know some sort of basically a concrete overlay all all along the back side of our house so you know there's not any water that's getting into there necessarily i mean maybe there is and i don't know but um you get some subsurface water migrating through okay you're you're getting no surface water right so is that does does that cause issues or because it's covered, you doesn't suffer the same level of drought that like an exposed yeah, ground would. Exactly. Okay. So that's why you don't see it as dramatically. It'll, it'll cause a little bit because sure. you're not getting the moisture there that you were before, but you're also not getting the retraction that you normally would. Yes. Right. That's why you want to run your soaker hose uh, early in the morning, late in the evening when you're going to, when you're going to do it and through a drought like that you know, yeah. two, three times a week. But you, that way it doesn't just evaporate immediately. Gotcha. Like this last summer, I had my birthday party at our house. Mm-hmm. And we did like a murder mystery. Oh, did you really? Thing. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it, I had to turn our house into a tiki bar. Okay. And uh, we put a big pool. It was like a 10 foot by like seven foot pool. Yeah. Just for decoration. But yeah. I threw the hose in it while I was decorating other stuff. And I forgot about it. And it overflowed like the whole backyard. 
And <laughs> the day of the party? The day of the hours before the party started. So Dude, I was that like, sounds oh, like great. something that I would 100% do. I like, know. No doubt in my like, mind. No, but, well, no one's going to be able to hang out in the backyard. It's going to be able to hang out on the back patio. It was gone in 30 minutes. It was it bone dry up in 30 water. minutes. Yeah. Oh, wow. The whole backyard was flooded. <laughs> I do that. It, we So we have to fill up our pool from time to time because it drains, but we have like a little knob or whatever. And my wife and I do it all the time. We turn on the faucet and it pours it in there. And then we go do stuff. And I come back, you know, after work or whatever. And there's oh, like no. a river of water running down in my backyard. I'm like, oh, God, I that stupid yeah. thing on again. <laughs> yeah. So wait, I, okay. Well, just a little sidebar here. So you did a murder mystery at your house? Yes. So did you like hire a company to come in and do that? Or did no. y'all just come up with it yourself? Or? No, you order the, pa- you order it from a company. You okay. Order the package and you assign the characters okay it was a blast it was, was a ton it? of work that sounds but fun, it was a blast yeah it sounds like a lot you're putting into that thing, it, it was a ton of work but how, how many really people fun. were involved um i think we had like 25 okay 30 yeah maybe that's so a lot we had one of the smaller packages but really uh-huh oh, they come in bigger than that I th- yeah they did yeah wow. you could add more on there so I guess you just kind of uh, they they give you a story. You're the only one that knows, I'm assuming, right? Uh, my girlfriend did all that. Oh, she did. did yeah. So you had no idea, or well, I mean, you knew what you were doing, but you didn't know what the answer was. Right? I didn't know. Was. I ended up being the killer. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> I had no, I had no but, idea, but and I missed you. it on the. Thing. I still didn't know at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, dummy, you're the one that did this. Mm-hmm. Um, that's hilarious. I, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Have to write oh that yeah, we too. went to one. We went to one and had no, a blast. That's I've where been, we got the idea. I've been to one. I, I can't remember if it was in Dallas before. We're like, we went to like a place, and it was like you know in a restaurant or built like they serve dinner and you do the whole thing. Like we did that, uh, but I didn't know you could like do it at your house. Yeah, you know? do it at your house. You get all these decorations. We ordered a ton of stuff off Amazon, and so we did it. We did it. Up. We made it more work than it had to be. I guess. Sure. But yeah, but it, you want it, to be fun. Yeah, it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah it did make it more fun. Uh, there's a. Um, have you ever seen that? Uh, I think it's called Knives Out. You know yes. that that movie. Yes. And they have the one that's the the onion the or glass something. Onion, like the glass yeah. onion. Yes. Yeah. Did you watch that? I've seen them both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. that's basically what that. I mean, yeah. Kind of. Obviously, there's more to it than that right. but on that movie, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but that's kind of what they were doing. I mean, maybe not at the. You didn't have your own private island yeah. level. It was whatever. fun getting the characters, and then everybody everybody did such a good job of like dressing up and like being the character at the party. That was yeah. That was a big part of the yeah. fun. Yeah. You get a get a few drinks and folks, and everybody likes to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no doubt. So, um, all right. So when, if, if I'm a homeowner or let's say I'm looking at homes and I'm shopping for houses and I'm going through, especially these days, because actually it's crazy. Buyers have a little bit more, um, I guess I would call it not power necessarily, but they certainly have a little more leverage than they normally did just because now mm-hmm. it's starting to shift a little bit, but you know, for the last I don't know, six months or so, yeah. um, there's been more sellers than buyers because everybody was terrified of interest rates and rates have come down a little bit. So that's a good thing. Um, but uh, so now you're starting to see more buyers get more and more buyers getting into the market to start purchasing yeah. stuff. So now you get into a little bit more competition on properties. It's kind of starting to come up. I've had first time in a while, I've had a couple of buyers that put in offers and lost out. You know, that happened in four or five months just because they have other people. I'm searching for houses now, so there's a shortage. But if I'm looking for a house and I'm a buyer or if I'm a seller trying to sell my house, what kind of stuff can I look for just with the eyeball test to give me an idea that, okay, maybe this is something I want to get checked out? Because especially from a seller's point of view, um, and I think a lot of any agent that would watch this would understand that if if you're selling your house and you find out that you have foundation issues in the process of selling it meaning the buyer gets a structural engineer or somebody comes out and looks at it because foundation you know if you don't understand it it scares people you know they're they're like oh the house is going to fall apart and they don't feel like they have anybody they can trust because it's an unlicensed profession so who's going to be coming over to your house and telling you you need forty thousand (laughs) dollars worth of foundation oh yeah so (laughs) what can what can well and on the seller thing again what happens to buyers a lot of times is if they say they have foundation then you'll lose that buyer they may go yeah. away and go find something else right um so if i'm a buyer or seller what yeah, is if they don't understand it it may yeah. scare oh, them yeah absolutely um what can i look for to at least give me an indication of there might be an issue and then if the, if i think that there could be then what would the next step be yeah um well the basic things would be cracks through the brick okay cracks in the drywall in the interior. Um, some of the things you can look at that may be a better indicator. 
uh, one of the things that home we look for and home inspectors look for are the the fascia trim boards where they meet in the corners. Oh right, like right above the masonry. Yeah, yeah. If it if a so slab like above the garage drives, or whatever where it kind of connects. Yeah, yeah. Every corner of the outside of the house. Okay. Outside of the slab, when it drops, it'll drop like that. Okay. So it'll kick that those boards apart. Okay. So you can kind of see, it's not it's not it's not a hundred percent like reading it like right. a book, but. Right. You can tell if it's dropped or not. Yeah. If, it, if it heaves, it'll heave back. So you might see a gap there. Okay. So, you know, the downspout may need an extension on it. Or you may have a drainage problem. Or Is that more of like an initial indicator? Because I, I would think the crack in the brick will come, but it's going to come a little bit later than some of the other stuff will start, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you, you may even see something hairline before you see. You may even see something in the mortar before you start to see something go through the brick. Uh, right. And be like a large settlement. Um deflection crack gotcha but those are those are the first things we all look for you can separation at the windows uh -huh. um door or the door sticking thing that you hear about all the time that's is that a sign of movement okay it's uh and, and yeah you if that's all you're seeing most likely you don't have any problems you, gotcha. you may need to look at adjusting the gutters or adding gutters or you may just uh have a little bit of a drainage issue where you get more movement on that side yeah if that's all it is is doors sticking or changing from season to season but you have no significant distress very most likely you don't have a foundation problem right um you it could be something else settling or whatever yeah know. just movement so you may be you may get a lot of water in that on that side of the house in the rainy season and then in the summer it dries up so it drops a little more obviously you want to try and minimize that as much as possible because sure. that is where foundation problems start a lot of the time Gotcha. But if that's all you're seeing at that point you, you probably don't have a foundation issue so the issues come into play a little bit more as it kind of rises and falls so you have a couple seasons where it's the drought and it starts to fall mm -hmm. and then it then it comes in and rains and it raises again and now you're kind of putting all this pressure of this thing moving right. back and forth until eventually it causes an issue Is yeah that you, you can get soil erosion too so the mm -hmm. the extra uh water that you're getting on that side of the house it can start to slowly wash away the soil and you'll see that start to come down on the slab line and then that can lose support and then you could need peers. So there's a lot of different ways that it starts and it happens. Um, but just keeping all that as consistent as possible throughout the year is the best thing you can do. But if you do have keeping a major, the soil consistent around the house, yeah, the moisture content of the soil is as consistent as possible. Gotcha. The more you can minimize that differentiation mm -hmm. and the, the, the swelling and the retraction. And that's important in those high plasticity areas. Gotcha. Some people don't have to worry about it as much. And yeah. it, it is a lot about what you're sitting on uh -huh. and how it's going to respond to it. So um, my wife and I bought our first house um, in Arlington uh, over off Shorewood, you know, over by the lake or whatever. Yeah. And uh, when we bought it, <clears throat> we had it for, I don't know, no, crazy enough, we bought it for $130,000. It was oh, an wow. 1,800 square foot house. Our interest rate at the time was like 6.5%. But, you know, this was a nice house in the middle of Arlington, a nice neighborhood, and it was 130 grand. It was great. Now, this yeah. is right before the market crashed. But even then, we bought it in 04 or 03, I think. And um, and then in 08, everything, you know, came crashing yeah. down. And I think we we ended up selling our house for like 135, like the following year, like in 09 or 2010. So we didn't hardly lose any, even with the massive fall off that yeah. happened, we didn't hardly lose any lose anything but when we go to when we went to sell it um we had uh our first buyer came in and said uh they got an inspection done and the inspector came in and said there was foundation problems and yeah. so um and i don't know because at the time i wasn't in the business and neither was my wife my wife's a realtor so um she wasn't in the business either <clears throat> so we didn't know what the hell we were doing and um all we knew was that my mom was actually the realtor and um uh, we knew that the house, the, somebody said the house had foundation issues. So the first thing we did was we called um, a, who was it? I'm trying to think of the company. We ended up having All Pro come out later, but there was another company that we had initially, and I can't remember the name of it, but this lady. Was it Firm Appear? <clears throat> no. Okay. No, no. This lady showed up, and she was probably in her 50s. Um, she looked like a realtor. Like she had, you know, <laughs> this uh -huh. at the time. <laughs> she had all these bracelets and big earrings and big hair and the whole thing. And she's just like, how are you guys doing? You know, she's coming in <laughs> and measuring everything and chit chatting with us. This is a sweet lady. She's mm -hmm. really nice. So she comes in, measures everything, leaves. <clears throat> the next day we get an email from her says we needed 20 peers. Okay. This is a 13, no, 1700 square foot house. We needed yeah. 20 peers. And it was like, I think it was going to cost us like 10 or 12 grand. 
something like that at that time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, we're both in our early, tw- you know, mid mid twenties, you know, just barely getting by or whatever. Like what the hell, like, how are we going <laughs> to sell right. our house? And so, and again, you don't know any better. So at the time we were trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do? And I don't remember how we eventually got to like, can we just call somebody else? You know? So we ended up calling another company guy came out little less, you know, friendly, nice, whatever. But, you know, he's walked through measuring some stuff, kind of chit chat a little bit, but nothing crazy. And then um, he was all done. And he's like, you're fine. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a minute. What do you mean we're fine? He's like, yeah, you're, you got a little bit of settlement. You got this, that, you know, he kind of gave us, I don't remember all the details of it or whatever, but he was just about, yeah, you're good. And, um, and so, you know, we were kind of like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And so again, we don't know any better. Right. So at that point we had one person telling us we needed 20 peers and was going to cost us $12,000. And then we had another guy telling us we didn't need any peers and didn't have to pay for anything. Well, obviously, you know, I'm like the guy that said we didn't need anything, right, of course, but you know, my mom at the time, but the so, buyer might not <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So the buyer at the time, cause we did have some cracks and a few little things in the, like the drywall and stuff like that, which is mm-hmm. what caused the inspector to question it. So my mom ended up suggesting we get a, uh, a structural engineer's yeah. report just so we could have it. So when buyers would come in and see it, you know, they got it. So, and ultimately the engineer's report came in, it cost like 600 bucks, but, yeah. um, but they came back and it was fine. We didn't need anything. Yeah. So $600 well spent. Absolutely. Yeah. So why, I mean, I kind of know why, but mm-hmm. in, in, from your point of view, why is there such, and I hear these stories all the time, which is one of the reasons I had my sister call you because I think they had somebody come out originally and told them they needed some kind of crazy oh, amount yeah. of peers. Uh, okay, that does sound familiar. <clears throat> and uh, it's North Arlington, kind yeah. of over there in that area. Yeah, I just forgot about that part. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that's why I had her call you. Um, but w- why is there? You know, is it just cr- being crooked? Is that the whole thing, or is it? Uh, you know, I don't want to say that. I know. I, I, I know, hate to I accuse know. people of that, but I yeah. do know it goes on. I see it every day. Yeah. Um, I've even seen engineers have different opinions sure yeah they're not usually that drastically different right but i i've seen them have different ideas i've even had the, had to tell them hey uh we uh, we'd rather do this yeah because we have more of the real world application right and just talk it over with them and they agree or you can get them to you know kind of go your way but um not usually something like that you shouldn't right. have 20 peers and no peers yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so sometimes it's is it like inexperience of the person going out sometimes, there? Sometimes. Okay. And sometimes they're not trained. Right. As much as they should be before they're thrown out there. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like I was lucky because I started at Permapier and they they do train the guys really well. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of other companies around here run into their stuff. And it just seems to me like it was more bad training versus sure. trying to con somebody. Sure. But I know that stuff does go on. Yeah. So it is it is a very valid concern. There is no licensing. Right. Yeah. So, so is that just, uh, I mean, obviously, I guess that's always been the case, but why, why do you think that is? Um, Texas likes, they, you know, they, if you want to start a wild, business wild tomorrow, they want you to, but sure. I mean, it's a structural repair. So yeah. it's, you can ruin someone's house and I've seen people do it. Yeah. Just, and if you don't, what's yeah. that conversation like when you go to someone's house that had all this work done and then for whatever reason they call you out and you're like, and you didn't need all this or uh, yeah I, I, it depends yeah. <laughs> sometimes you want to kind of lessen you don't want to tell them because yeah you, and you yeah, don't want to yeah. make them feel dumb you know because right, right. this it's like you said How would they know right like you said if you don't do this every day why would you know? right right but still you're gonna feel you know not gonna feel good no 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 <laughs> but yeah, i have seen it people <laughs> spent 20 something thousand dollars with the company and i've I, i've seen i look at the pictures of the distress and the old site map and i just would have put extensions on the downspouts mm-hmm. that kind of stuff would uh is is the foundation business side of things not too dissimilar from the roofing side of things because i've yeah. got some other friends and stuff that do roofing and i hear all the time about you know especially when there's bad storms or there's a rash of storms you see all these mm-hmm. companies just come flying in yeah. you know these fly-by-nights that never been in business or was one company before and then closed down i mean does that happen a lot on the foundation oh, side too um yeah closed down yeah for sure and a lot of that is because they they'll charge this it really is you get what you pay for you know that cliche saying yeah but it also there are foundation repairs that are way overpriced in this right. metroplex so i'm not saying um you know you find a good price 
it's too good to be true. Sure. You can find a good price. The guys that are on the very, very low end of the spectrum, they don't install the concrete piers. Right. 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 I and mean, they're not going to last. They don't go deep enough. They can't afford to. <laughs> they're charging <laughs> less than my cost is. to do one of them. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that you, you will run into that. And so as they do that, their warranty calls and everything are going to build up right. very quickly. Right. So they usually last about two to three years and then they change their name. And then they show up as and all their warranties disappear when they change their name. Right. So that is, that is one, one of the things that happens in foundation repair. Yeah. Um, so what would you suggest to somebody if, if they think, I mean, I, I, you know, you don't always want to go right to a structural engineer because you know, if right. you don't have any issues, you can pay $600 to do that or whatever it costs these days. Um, <clears throat> so what's the, I mean, what's the protocol? Like, you know, obviously call you a hundred percent, you know, yeah. make sure they call you, but if someone doesn't know you right. or didn't see this, like, you know, do you call out multiple companies? Is there, you know, do you just go look at reviews? Do you see how long they've been in business? Like what's some good. I would ask, I mean, realtors are always a great, yes. you know, as, if you know any realtors, ask them, they know because of the, you burn a realtor and they talk and <laughs> you will never hear from them or that brokerage ever again. So That's a good point. That they're is a, a great point. one. Home inspectors are a great one because they're not going to put their reputation on the line for someone who's going to do things like that. Yeah. Um, but, and it's not just the company. There's, there's good companies out there that it's going to depend on the rep that comes out too. Right. And unless they're overseeing everything he's doing in the field, he can write you up 20 peers. Sure. When someone else would tell you, you need zero. Yeah. And that company may not endorse that. They but, may not be a bad company. They just had a right. guy. Well, I, I use the analogy a lot. Um, Cause it's, it was same thing with mortgage banks, the same thing with realtors working for Keller Williams or Remax or whatever you, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, I use a school analogy as like, you can go to Harvard business school and you can have the worst professor on the planet and have a terrible experience at Harvard, or you can go to TCJC or TCC or whatever it's called these days. And you can have a fantastic professor and learn a ton, you know, mm -hmm. because it's not always the institution. It's more of the individual that you deal with. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And it can be the exact same. Um, so yeah, I mean you you can get different opinion you can get different opinions from the same company if they send out two different guys. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good point. You can probably get some varying uh insight as to what you're doing there. But so um so tell me a little bit about what the work actually looks like. So when you when you go out and you recognize somebody needs some some work done, um I'm assuming, you know, uh just based on my experience with you and and whatnot, that you know, you're gonna do what needs to be done, but you're not going to overdo it because right. you know, you don't want to put is, is there such a thing where if you add too many peers, you could have a problem later on or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, you could, if you, if you're, if, if you're not, especially if you're not installing them properly, the concrete ones, right. I mean, we did steel on your lake house because we could have done concrete on your lake house, okay. but living that close to a body of water, it's just not that it's not, Long term, it's not the best option. Because the concrete erodes, essentially. Is that well, it it, you just get a lot more moisture okay. in the soil, so those would probably settle over time, and you'd Got need it. you'd need adjustments, or they or they could just completely fail after a while. Um, so you have steel, concrete piers and steel piers. Yeah. Is there any other material that y'all use for that stuff, or is that it? No, no. I mean, there's different forms of concrete piers, sure. but yeah, it's either concrete or steel. Okay. And how do you determine like how low you have to go and like where your access points? I mean, I know you guys like dug a hole, like a mole under the house mm -hmm. and you know, you're down there cranking stuff up. So what does that, yeah. I mean, what's the whole process look like? So it's a two part process and this is concrete and steel. Okay. Um, you excavate to get underneath the grade beam or if you're doing an interior pier, you tunnel or you break through the slab and get to where you can get to the cross beam or just on the outside of the grade beam, the thick part of the concrete of the slab. Okay. Um, you, you, we don't have to dig all the way down to how deep we want the pier unless it's a poured pier and we have to do those for certain instances, but normal like press piling or steel or concrete press piling, you're going to hydraulically, you're going to use like uh, push it down there yeah. basically. Okay. Yeah. We use, we use a power team. Okay. Um, it's a hydraulic press. So uh -huh. it uses the weight of the slab and presses down that, that piling into the soil. Okay. Once you got that press, you put another one on top, the steel interlock, and you press it down. You just keep pressing until you hit bedrock. Really? Or or the restrictive layer, whatever's down there. With concrete, you're restricted with your soil compaction and how much pressure you build up on the bottom of that piling. Okay. 
Okay. At some point, we're gonna we're gonna hit a, and it, and it, de it depends on different areas and different soils how deep this is gonna be. But it, it, as soon as we have to up the jack, I mean, up the pre the psi on the press over ten thousand psi, mm -hmm. we're we're gonna stop on most residential slabs far enough in your. Well, yeah, and we don't want to damage the house, <clears throat> right? Um, and some of them we can't get to ten thousand psi. It, it, a lot of it depends on the pour. I mean, just like there's shoddy foundation repair, there's shoddy slab pours. You'd be surprised how many of them we we get into, and there's not even rebar. There's chicken wire, or there's no rebar at all. Really? And they poured the whole thing like a patio, like four inches thick. Really? Are these like older houses, or are these even newer homes? Yeah, it's usually older. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we run into them. It's not that uncommon. Really? So mm -hmm. they're not using rebar inside the foundation at all? You're getting into some kind of other wire? That's just, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. Um, is that is that like a, a you know a certain time period some of those homes are built like in the seventies eighties like or is it just, just a lot I've seen a lot in the early eighties okay. definitely seventies fifties right fifties yeah sixty yeah <laughs> so the further back you go the, the more back, likely yeah, the, yeah that they could have cut corners right right yeah. right wow I didn't know that chicken wire really chicken wire yeah <laughs> that man there's uh I've replaced a bunch of driveways in Mansfield and uh, some of the nicest neighborhoods in Mansfield newer neighborhoods really. There's there just chicken wire. Are the, and so are, are some of these houses like custom builds? Are they like from actual builders? And I mean, yeah. you don't have to, we don't name. Yeah, any I don't, don't want to. I don't want to get yeah, yeah. specific on the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, you know, late '90s builds. I think most okay. of them were really? that I've seen. Off is, of is uh, that just builders trying to cut corners, or was that just a method absolutely. that they thought this would work? Absolutely. Really? And yeah, for anyone who ever gets a roof replaced with us, that's one of the reasons that's in our terms and conditions for the driveway for our dump truck. Cause we have no idea what they poured the driveway. Oh, all yeah. Right. And we have had our dump trucks like, you know, crack a driveway. So yeah, you know, not fracture it, but wow. I didn't even realize that, that, yeah, I guess with your, you put something heavy enough on that driveway and it's going to give if it yeah. wasn't built out correctly. Yeah. If it's a three inch pour with chicken wire. Dang. Not um, a lot of structural integrity to it. No, no. Uh, so, I mean, what's what was surprising to me about the work is it really doesn't. I mean, obviously, it depends on how many peers you're doing, but it doesn't take that long. Like, I think you guys knocked everything out in like a day or two at the most. Yeah, yours wasn't a huge job. I can't yeah, remember small. how many it was. I think it was only like, I want to say like five or six, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty small. Yeah, depending on how deep we have to go, that could be a half day job. Yeah. So you can knock that stuff out pretty fast. Yeah. How many crews do you guys have? Um, we have three in Dallas, Fort Worth, but we do. Uh, we're also covering San Antonio, Houston, and Austin. Oh wow! Okay. On the foundation repair side. So th those guys live down there, or they travel? They no, they live there. They live there. Yeah. Oh wow. We sweet. were doing that for a while. Yeah. yeah our Fort Worth crews weren't real happy with fun. me. Yeah. So they, <laughs> I don't know what you do with yeah, that. I had to um, figure that out for them. So uh, how long did the how long do the repairs usually hold up? Like what's the what's the timeline on those? And I know it, of course it varies or whatever, but you yeah. know what's well, generally speaking shouldn't really vary. I mean, so any pier that we drive into the ground, we give a lifetime transferable warranty. Okay, concrete or steel doesn't All matter. Right. The steel piers are about as permanent a uh, solution as you can give for settlement. When you say because uh, I'm a dummy, when you say transferable warranty, what do you mean transferable? Like if you sell the house, okay, so you can transfer it to the, to the new owner, the right? Okay, gotcha. yep. It, I mean, it stays with the structure. So gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Do most companies offer that transfer? It they yeah they should it, they should. I've seen some where there's a ten year warranty, a five year warranty. Run away. Yeah, you do not want to. Yeah, <laughs> if that's all the faith they have in their installs, then you can <laughs> find better. Yeah. So steel foundation steel piers should last. You know forever yeah essentially you know yeah i mean you're gonna you have to have like, like a massive plumbing leak or something right because right. they're all the way down on the restrictive layer and sitting on the grid there's really nowhere for them to go gotcha gotcha and then the concrete ones uh maybe have a little bit lower lifespan but not no i mean honestly we get almost almost no warranty calls on our concrete beers um yeah. if you install them right if you get close to ten thousand psi mm -hmm. then it's very very unlikely you're going to have issues now because they're not driven to the restrictive layer and you're and you're you're restricted by that driven to refusal is what we call it right if you, can, if you can hit close to 10,000 psi you drive it to refusal that's what makes them last but the plumbing leaks drainage stuff like that is very important for them to um stay consistent and stay long term but we do look at that stuff before we write the repair so we're not just going to go throw a bunch of concrete piers in an area that's got a drainage problem where we know they're going to fail and not bring it up to you. Right. Okay. That's yeah. what I was going to ask if you, when you guys go do the, 
you know, kind of do the survey of the place and figure out what exactly you're going to do. Does it also come with kind of like a prescription to say, hey, look, once we do this, these are some things you need to fix or else you're going to have yeah. to continue to have issues. And that's for us yeah. because they're they're going to be lifetime yeah, warranty no matter what. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to tell you that's got to be done. Right. For, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So what what are some of the things like you said? But it'd be super annoying to a homeowner if we didn't tell them. And then right. they're, they're having issues with those peers that they shouldn't have and they spent all this money. So things like downspouts, being in a certain location, that's a problem or can be. Yeah. Uh, you said the soil. Um, you know, what else do you see that's typical around a house that can cause those kind of problems? Um, retaining walls. If you've got a retaining wall that is starting to fail, um, uh, the railroad tie retaining walls go out after a while. You know, they rot out. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that's, I guess that your house is sitting on, how far out? usually would you i mean i mean it just depends but okay. yeah if it's if it's if it's supporting the land that your house is sitting on then it's pretty crucial gotcha um sometimes we'll steel pier it and just bypass them gotcha if you you know you want to put off replacing that retaining wall right it's not a, a safety hazard right <laughs> um, because once we steel pier that part of the house it's not sitting on the soil anymore anyways right um but if it's yeah, I mean we won't even we won't even offer concrete in those instances if we if we don't know for a fact we can hit the restrictive layer. How would somebody correct something if they actually did have some some level of drainage issues? Because we had a house, another house over off of uh, um, St. Martin here in Arlington that uh, on one side of it, for whatever reason, just we always had standing water. You know, whenever yeah. something would run it, because the neighborhood was kind of on a slope, we were on oh, the okay. bottom end of it. And there was one side there was just like puddles, you know, mm-hmm. even even after two or three days of or a week of no rain, there would still be some standing water there. Like, yeah, what kind? I mean, is there only just do you add soil? Do you put in French drains? Like, what's there, the- yeah, there's a number of things you could do. You could, uh, you know, is it depend on what you want. Uh, you can do a berm to kind of redirect the water. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh, I wouldn't even say French drain if you're dealing with that surface water and yeah. that's what's bothering you and it's not causing foundation. Break. The subsurface water is not really a concern. You can just do a surface drain system gotcha. and put some catch basins in that area, let that water drain in there and then pump it to the street with a sump pump if you need to. Gotcha. Um, the French drain system is going to be more for foundation things. Um, you're, you've got so much water coming that it's causing upheaval on one side of the house. That's that's what the French drain does that like a surface drain doesn't is it catches that subsurface water migrating through the soil. So okay. it'll catch that stuff as well. So it can prevent upheaval. The clay underneath the house is getting less moisture. So it's not swelling as much throughout the year. Right. So I know this is a hard question to answer because it, you know, uh, there's very, there's a lot of variables I'm sure, but, you know, generally speaking on, on an average of, you know, let's say you're doing a medium, small size job, medium size job, big size job. Like what is someone looking at the type of costs that would be involved in doing these type of things? Oh yeah. I mean, it can be a very wide range. Sure. Um, Cause I, I don't think ours was very expensive at all. I think for the, f- five or however many peers it was. I mean, it was less than $5,000. It wasn't wasn't too bad. Yeah. And I I don't, I can't remember, but I don't think we needed a permit in the city you were in. Um, Yeah. Probably not in Maybank. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, But yeah, we, we, I try and keep our prices very fair and competitive. I mean, our still peers, we do, those can range anywhere from 500 to $1,500 a piece in the market here. we, We do them for six. Yeah. Um, our concrete peers were at 390, had to raise the prices on those for the first time and forever. Just concrete went up. Yeah. Well, and everything went up. Yeah, everything went up. Yeah. But how long ago was that? That was just a few months ago. Really? Well, I guess maybe it was about six months ago now. Yeah. I had to do that. Yeah. Maybe a little longer. But um, I mean, I hadn't raised those prices in forever. We probably I, I know our competitors have. So yeah. yeah. Uh I think our uh and but you know, we work we primarily do work in real estate. That's where a lot of our marketing goes. It's where a lot of our foundation repair we do is done in real estate transactions. Yeah. So I try and keep them fair. Yeah. Um, but we're we're usually trying to be more around uh you know, like structured and around that we we have more similar pricing. Does um does insurance come into play here at all ever? I I mean it doesn't seem like I can't remember it ever being a thing, but there's not a lot of policies that would cover. It's very you, rare. It's very rare. Very rare. Yeah, most of yeah. the time it's out of pocket. That you're yeah, I have for. heard more. I have heard there's been some companies come into the market that have been offering it. Yeah. Um, State Farm used to have coverage that they called foundation coverage, but all it really covered was the repairing of the slab after the plumbing leak was fixed. Gotcha. Even if that plumbing leak caused foundation problems, that 
that wasn't going to be covered. They weren't going to do so. That it wasn't really foundation. It was found. It wasn't foundation repair coverage. Right. Is that a? Do you think that's more of a? Is that a nation, nationwide thing, to your knowledge, or is it just a Texas thing about insurance because of because Texas being so yes. having so many issues? It's kind of like on the roofing side where uh, we get so many hailstorms. They're now the age of your roof. They're switching you to ACV immediately. It's right. like a. That's the industry now. Yeah. Um, that's it's it's kind of the same thing. It's so prominent here. I mean, they've they've never covered it. Right. In two decades I've been in this business, they never covered it. And they they never will, I don't think. No. Well, you know, it it's at least on the mortgage side of things, there are um, you know, because when whenever from our from our side, whenever we have somebody that comes through and says, like the we'll get an appraiser, because again, mm -hmm. we don't always see the inspections, nor do we really want to, but when the appraiser sends a report back to us, it'll say yeah. same thing, might have foundation issues. They will they'll they'll say, Hey, we want a structural engineer report to verify that it doesn't, right? Whatever. And if it does, a lot of times we can actually uh um we can do what's called an escrow holdback. I don't know if you're familiar with those mm -hmm. where yep. the basically you get um, and, and tell me if y'all do this, but you know, essentially you get the bid or you pre present the bid. Mm -hmm. And then if it falls within a certain price range, cause there are limits to how much you can do with those. Right. Um, then, uh, then that money will be put in escrow at the title company and held mm -hmm. paid for by the seller or the buyer. Cause you can do it either way. Right. And then, um, and then after the loan closes or after that, you know, the property contract is finished, then you guys will come in and do the work and then yeah. you'll be paid out by the title. company. Right. We've, we do that all the time. Does that happen a lot. Well, most of our foundation repair is funded closing. Yes. Uh, but the escrow putting into escrow and doing it after closing, we've done a lot of that too. Yeah. And with the market just what, a year or two ago, it was so crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, that was like one of the first times I've ever had so many where the buyer was paying for the foundation repair. Yes. And we'd do that after they closed on the house. I had yes. never really seen that be yes. like a common thing. Yes. That's because they had so many offers. They could just tell you to get lost and get someone else. Yep. But when they have 25 people offering on a house, they don't, uh -huh. uh, they never run into those right. problems. Yeah. No, they can just, just say, next, no, next one up. It's as is or else <laughs> yeah. we're going to sell it to the next dude. Yeah. It, it, uh, that, those last those two years were insane. I mean, there yeah, there was, was nothing crazy. normal about that. It was it was bananas. Or you know, I, I I'm I'm glad. I mean, it was great. Yeah. But uh, but we needed to get back to some level of normalcy. You yeah. Know, we just hope it uh, rebounds quicker, <laughs> sooner rather than later. Obviously. Uh -huh. So how, but speaking of that, how with with real estate slowing down as it has, does that affect you guys? Do y'all do y'all yeah. impact that? Does it slow down for you too? Or yeah, normally because but... there's not as much. Because I would imagine most of the time people figure out they have foundation issues is when they're trying to sell their house. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a it's Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons we specialize in roofing and foundation repair. Right. It's just kind of happened to do the two things. That yeah. I didn't plan on doing real estate construction. It's just the two just things that I knew the best yeah. of what they run into the most. Yep. So, yep. Um, but yeah, it, typically it would, but you know, we, we were worried about it for COVID and everything and yeah. we just got busier. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, COVID, yeah, that was a whole other thing because mm -hmm. then your people are just hanging around their house all day long, figuring out like, what do we yeah. do? We gotta fix some stuff around here. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have any activities planned, so I'm gonna do some fixing. Right. Um, yeah, we haven't really felt it yet. Really, I don't, I don't know if we will. Well, um, that's good. I mean, there's still the, the thing about this area is um, DFW. You know, especially because of our you know tax climate, because of the employers that are moving in here, and mm -hmm. all the all the people. I mean, we're the I think during that two-year period, we were like the second uh, next to maybe Florida. We were the second largest state of influx of people, you know, the migration from yeah. other states. Like they were coming into Texas. Yeah. So that's why the real estate properties or you know, the values just went through the roof yeah. because there was so much demand for it. There's I wonder where this specific Metroplex was was on i don't i mean austin was way up there oh, yeah. um it was yeah. it was one of the number one uh because you know people from california you know they would go to austin uh -huh. uh, but i think we were probably second maybe you know i'm not sure where san antonio and houston fell into that mix yeah. but uh but it certainly had a big influx of people coming in here um and yeah, i definitely saw that we saw we had a lot of california buyers and yes. stuff we were looking at properties for i bet they were freaking out too because they, they were like they always what? do on the foundation yeah stuff. <laughs> you're like oh hang on hang i on. water my house yeah. what <laughs> but it's good when you get to talk to them and kind of calm them down yes yes i bet you that's can probably, see the panic on their face that's probably first. a big part of your job a little bit is you're kind of like uh -huh. a psychologist to some extent like hey look this isn't that big of a right. deal well, so, they all think it's going to be like ten, twenty thousand dollars, and then yeah. I, I tell them about jobs like yours, where hey, we 
Sometimes you just need five piers. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Sometimes you need nothing. You just need gutters. Right. So yeah. Sometimes you need a new roof, and if you need a new roof, that could be five or ten grand. Right. If you need exactly. new piers, it could be five or ten. Like it just depends on what it is. Yeah. So do you? Um, I'm curious, like how much of how much panic you get from people. You know, is it pretty common? I, mean, I would think it's pretty yeah. common because people just aren't they hit the foundation of the house. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know what? I like those better. Not <laughs> that might sound bad, but let me explain. Um, <laughs> I like those better than the when I go to a house and they think they're just doing their due diligence and getting it checked out. And right. as I'm measuring, I'm finding that they've have like major tilts. And right. I'm I'm not even gonna tell you what this costs. I'm gonna tell you to get an engineer. I'd rather have someone that's nervous about it and then I can, you know, kind of lower their lower their anxiety versus be the one who provides all the anxiety. Who adds it yeah. to it. I have well, to do a, a lot of both. So that's a pretty good uh that's a pretty good tactic actually. Now you said that where if you run into a, an issue on a property that's got some pretty from based on your measurements is mm -hmm. pretty significant instead of you being the one going, Hey, you're going to, you're like, Hey, uh, let's get an engineer out here. Look at yeah. this because then at least you have a, you know, not that you're not credible, but yeah. you know, somebody with some sort of a right. license or whatever saying, Hey, look, here's the problem. That is part of it, especially in a real estate transaction. Yeah. Because you know, they don't, the other party doesn't know me from, the right. con man that was doing it last year right. down the street. Right. But when I meet with homeowners, sometimes I I'm, I'm going to peer the heck out of it when yeah. I find tilt. There's yeah. it's the only way I know how to fix it. Right. Um, an engineer may say, you know, we can get away without doing this part. Sure. So it, it could just save them money. And I'd rather have an, an engineer's repair plan right. from the get go. I'll right. tell them what I think. And, you know, if, if, you know, it's as possible, he's going to appear, you know, the, the whole front half of the house. Yeah. Or more. Right. So I'll prepare them for that. But then we have an engine. We're going to have to get an engineer's report anyways. Yeah. Then we have one to go off from the get go. And it might even save them a little money. Well, it's kind of one of those things probably too, where it's like, um, you know, you could go to a doctor that works at a university that spends all their time in a lab, you know, studying things under a microscope, but never sees any patients. Uh -huh. And they'll give you some kind of diagnosis. Right. Or you can go see the doctor who actually sees patients every day and knows what works and what doesn't work. And right. Like, well, I understand the recommendation from this dude. Right, right, right. But he's the bookworm. Okay, here's here's how it works in practical, you know, yes. reality, right? Yes, do run into that every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. You get a little bit of, uh, and I'm sure it's probably something you have to overcome too. It's like, look, I'm not trying to, you know, spend more of your money here, but I'm mm -hmm. just telling you, unless you don't want us to come back out in five, you know, in two years or whatever, then right. you probably need to fix this thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, this has been great, man. I really yeah. appreciate it. We're at an hour already, so um goes by fast. This is the most we've been able to speak since like nineteen ninety nine or forever. <laughs> I know. And I we were we were chatting it up and I realized when you got in, I was like, Oh crap, we got like thirty seconds. We gotta get rolling. So um so I really, really appreciate you coming in. Yeah, this has been awesome. Me. Um is there anything that you would like to say or you know, just if you want anybody to know anything about all of this stuff that we talked about just as, you know, Hey, make sure you do this or make sure you do that or anything like that. that you want to say before we go? Um, yeah. I mean, if you think you have a foundation problem, don't panic. Just call us, let us come look at it. Yeah. It may not be that big a deal. Um, and if you're looking to buy, if, uh, there's any issues, definitely let us take a look at it. Yeah. Any possible issues. Yeah. Um, except for corner pops. That's Cause you don't have to pay for problem. someone to come out. No, we do free inspections. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. it's not like an engineer. Um, we do free inspections, free estimates. So as a seller, that's probably not the worst thing in the world. If you're going to sell your house, you can have someone come out and do a free estimate, right. or a free inspection on your roof and your foundation. And then yeah. you can say, hey, look, you're good to go. Sometimes it's not enough. I yeah. mean, some buyers are, and to be honest, I'd probably be the same way. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, we're going to have an engineer look of at course. it. Of course. Yeah, yeah. But, but at least you've had somebody, you know, that you feel yeah. you feel pretty good about coming out and doing it. You know, um, I, I, I think when it comes to stuff like this, especially because, you know, you – the, the normal consumer just, you know, this is the stuff we do. Nobody knows, you know, mm -hmm. I'm familiar with it to some extent, but just still, I'm barely scratching the surface on what this stuff yeah. is. It's so, kind of like your industry. I know nothing about it. Right. I do know what I think y'all are going to need and ask me for. Yes. On my side. Yes. But yeah. Well, it always comes down to me, just your, you know, really and truly, it's, it's kind of like your gut a little bit. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. I talked to this person. I met them. I, you know, we, we had a conversation. I got to kind of see who they were. Do I feel like this person is telling me the truth or do I feel like I got a little, you know, a little yeah. fuzzy in my stomach that eh, I don't know if I trust this guy 100% or this girl, you know, it's like they're giving me the weird vibe, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
And I think it's important when you talk to somebody, if you feel good about what they're telling you and you feel like they communicate with you well, which you guys do a great job of, um, then you can feel pretty confident that you're, you're getting taken care of. Yeah, prob- but yeah, but you know what? I've had that happen where I've come in and recommended a large repair yeah. and the homeowner kind of went or thought they were going behind my back and got yeah. an engineer to come in and look at it yeah. and then and then let me know, hey, I had an engineer come look at it. He agrees with you. That kind of stuff, I think, is just a smart buyer. Yeah, absolutely. that's what I would. Do. That's what anyone should do, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't be offended by that. I mean, dude, no, not at all. Ahead. Not Let's at all. See, what we got because if you know that you're doing, if in your heart you're doing the best job that you can do, and you know, and heck, if someone comes in and the engineer's like, "Well, there's this," like, "Oh man, we may miss that." Okay, yeah, we yeah. can see that part. So, yeah, no, it's it's that's it's that way with everything. You know, it's all walks of life. Whenever you're getting different vendors to, you know, whether it's your roof or your insurance or your foundation or you know whatever you mm-hmm. gotta you know there's a little bit of trial and error in there you gotta find really good people and then once you find somebody that you can trust and you know does a great job then you know you're great which is which is why i had you here so yeah. um all right brother well i really I appreciate, appreciate it. it yeah thank um, you that's all we got so if you guys need uh if you need your roof inspected you need your foundation inspected you need any work at all uh please give reagan and his team a call they're awesome they're super trustworthy guys he's a great human being they got a bunch of great people at their office so um you know, we'll uh, we'll have you back sometime, and we'll uh, maybe talk more baseball, right? Yeah, please do. <laughs> I'll tell my dad you said hi. That's right. All right, <laughs> we'll see you guys.